We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What's happening? Welcome in. Cody and Gold, 610 Sports Radio. I am Nick Schwert. Chris Unocero in with me today from 10 to 2. You may notice a glaring absence of one Cody B. Tapp, who is not in attendance today. That's one demerit. Alex Gold has an excused absence. We know we knew he wasn't going to be here because he hasn't been here all week. That's what happens when you take vacation. What you usually don't do, Chris, when you take vacation is just not show up the day before Thanksgiving, which is precisely what uh, Cody has elected to do. That's all right. We'll rise above it. We will prosper and uh, we'll make the most of this. We got Pete Sweeney joining us coming up at 1030. Danon Hughes at 11 o'clock. We'll hear from Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid at noon. Actually, for the first time, excited about a press, not excited about a press conference, eager to hear what. Andy Reid has to say just because of the mounting injuries for this team ahead of their game against the Rams. Quite frankly, they could probably be without their first, second, and third string wide receivers, and I still like their chances against L.A., but I'm not really here to talk about that right now. I'm here to talk about the fact that uh, one Cody Tapp has contracted, is it a disease, Chris? I didn't do... I I think it's a disease. Now, I didn't... (laughs) Now I, gotta, I, I don't know what the official medical term for this is. Uh, conjunctivitis, actually, which sounds way worse than what <laughs> yeah. it... <laughs> sounds like something off of Harry Potter. Yeah, it's, uh, it's called pink eye. It's called pink eye. Um, didn't know adults got pink eye. I guess adults that have kids get pink eye. You know, kids are sticking their fingers and their hands all over different places and in the incorrect order that you probably shouldn't be doing, and... That's how you end up with a stinky, nasty pink eye, and that's what Cody has now. So Cody is not with us, and uh, he informed me of this late, late in the wee hours of last night. I was just uh, enjoying my Tuesday night, thought we'd be getting ready for the last show of the week, and then Cody calls me. It's like 2 or 3 a.m., I think, and uh, said that he couldn't open his eyes. So he is at home, I would assuming, pouring himself a stiff glass of whiskey and, I don't know, baking one of seven or eight things that he has prepared for yeah, that's the thing. He's going to have like 20 people over to his house for Thanksgiving tomorrow. And is, now he, they, is he going to have people over when he's got this? Yeah, he said he's having his whole family he over. He should postpone. He should do it like after he's clear. You can't. From it. You can't. Because you don't want to spread that. You can't postpone yes, you Thanksgiving. Can. You can do it on Saturday if you, you need could. to. You cannot do. You can't have people over. You got pink eye. All right. Uh, actually, we have a caller now. 913-586-7610 if you'd like to text or call into the show. Uh, from the 816, joining us now on 610 Sports Radio. I'm trying. Chris, will you put him on? I can't put this guy on. Uh, no, 816, who we got? Hello, it's me, Cody, hey. the person who has pink eye. What are you, like seven years old? Oh, my God, dude. That's probably the last time I had it. Uh, everybody- I was probably seven. So there, I, I would imagine you're not tuned into the text line right now. Uh, but I would, there, there, no. there are two uh, overwhelming sentiments being echoed. One of those is that you are a child. And the other one is where have you been sticking your hands and your eyes? Because commonly pink eye is contracted from um, maybe the overlap of, of touching one body part than the next body part. Fair. But in fairness, they, you know, I got it from, a, from one of my children. Uh, Desmond, to be specific, who received it first. And then I kind of thought maybe we were okay because we, you know, his cleared up pretty quick with eye drops and all that stuff. But apparently not because I was the fourth member of my family to get it. So I don't know. I feel kind of stupid. And I could see it coming last night. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. You know, if you ever like, if you know, like a hangover is coming, you're like, how can I prevent this? That's what I was trying to no, do. No, you don't. No, that's, out, that's not how it works. Seeing a hangover coming is just called drinking. 
you know? Yeah, but you're like, you're, you can see you're like, boy, I've had too much to drink and not enough water. Is there a way? Is it too late for me to remedy the situation? That's what I was trying to do with the pink eye. It didn't work. What did you do? Like, what steps did you take to remedy this pink eye situation last night? Well, I, you know, like my kids got medicated drops. I thought, look, I'll pop these in now. Maybe, you know, maybe that will help the situation. I was being very diligent about hand washing for extended periods of time. I thought maybe I was, I was hoping it was psychosomatic. Like I was just thinking my eyes were beginning to itch because, you know, well, everyone else had pink eye, but no, again, not, not, none of that was a solution. I just got it instead. Now, medically speaking, Cody, uh, pink eye conjunctivitis, uh, the official term is a very common, uh, disorder. It's a very common disease in America. And a lot of people, uh, tend to just kind of power through it. They'll continue working, especially when it's like the last day of the week, you know? Or like a holiday weekend, so... Right before I'm going to be off. <laughs> yeah, or like, let's imagine, just for instance, that a staff is very shorthanded, that there's already a lot of people gone. So mm-hmm. it's sort of an all-hands-on-deck. Whoever is available should probably just power through uh, minor issues such as this. And the fact that you decided to take the day off work does raise into questions about your work ethic and your commitment and really just your politeness to okay. me. Okay, I don't, I don't think that that's accurate. First... It's highly contagious, and your girlfriend's coming in town, and I just assumed you also didn't want pink eye. Well, I don't, it's not, I don't just not want pink eye because my girlfriend's coming into town. I would also not like pink eye for a variety of other reasons. <laughs> you know, <laughs> But that would be one of the reasons. Now I got to keep yelling at me. Yeah, because you guys are probably having a play date, aren't you? You don't really have pink eye, do you? No, he re- no, I do. He just wants White Nemo Queen. Um, uh-huh, Desmond yeah. is the healthiest member of the household. So you guys are having a hell of a day. I know it. You're taking the whole family out. You guys are going, I don't know, pumpkin patch or something. I'm jealous. I wish, I wish I was in the tap. You know what? Year. I wish I was in the tap family today. Sounds like you guys are going to have a blast. Okay. Yeah, are you still you having, think that now. Are you still having people over tomorrow? No, I'm not having people over tomorrow. Good choice. Good choice. Canceled. Good choice. Wait, That's a good can- choice right there. You canceled Thanksgiving? It's can't, I don't know what to tell you. Thanksgiving's canceled. So what are you going to do tomorrow? Just sit around? Yeah, I guess so. I don't um, know what else to do. I mean, look, Friday is in play. I think. Um, yeah, you sound we're fine. See family tomorrow. That's out. And hey, then pink, I think, eye, pink eye is just an eye thing. It's not. It's not. not a, it doesn't voice affect thing. your. I've yeah, never seen not a voice thing. I, no. Chris, have you ever seen someone host a radio show with their eyes? I personally, if I you were, can see, if, see people in a day. Yeah, if like I were you, I would loud back at school after like forty-eight hours. So yeah, I'm hoping I, for I would not want good. anybody with pink eye in the same building as me. So I don't blame him for staying. Couldn't you? Have That's got, a good choice. Couldn't you have come in? You know, we're a we're a major major radio station. Odyssey's a massive company. We've got r- lots of nice equipment. Don't you think you could have just come in, got some remote equipment, and and hosted the show from your house? Maybe, but I didn't want to. And so, oh, okay. So now we're getting to the bottom of it. So now we're starting to see that it isn't really about how sick you are. By the way, you know that Kansas plays a massive game, massive game, the battle for Atlantis, Cody, Kansas, North Carolina state, 11 o'clock. I was planning on totally checking out from about 11 to one o'clock and letting you host the show. Now I can't do that because I'm doing your job. You're the one getting Wally Pitt. And now I can't enjoy the Jayhawks today. Shouldn't you, <laughs> don't you feel bad about that? And shouldn't you feel bad about that? No, I don't, because you can watch KUK State this weekend. That's will be a bigger Kansas game Different this weekend. Sport. Anyway. Different sport, Cody. You know, uh, you, know you don't know this as a UMKC grad, but there's two. In November. There's two sports that matter for the University of Kansas right now, football and basketball. I know you wouldn't understand that. No, you don't have the same issues with the Ruse. You'll be able to watch all their games this weekend. The Ruse don't even have a football team. Well, and they played yesterday. How about and that? were victorious. Were they? Yeah, they were. Oh, wow. Rue up. Hashtag Rue up. All right, man. Um, well, thanks. Uh, thanks for nothing, actually. I don't have anything to say thanks for. <laughs> thanks for nothing. I have nothing prepared for today. This is going to be a joke of a show, and uh, I hope you have an incredible weekend. Okay, great. Enjoy your day. All right. Thanks, Cody. That is Cody Tapp of uh, Cody and Gold here on 610 Sports Radio. Didn't sound sick to me. Didn't sound sick to me. Sound like somebody who probably could have hosted the show, but you know what? I, if I were you, I would be very happy. He's not I'm, like, I'm, like a, I'm like an NBA coach right after we trade a guy. You know, we don't want someone here who doesn't want to be here. We're worried about the guys. That sounds, I mean, that sounds that like some NFL coaches, too. It sounds yeah, like yeah, Mike yeah. Tomlin. We're worried about the guys in that locker We don't want to hold anybody hostage. Yeah, we don't need any outside distractions. Yeah.
or we're worried about the guys who we have on the team. Pete Sweeney is going to join us coming up here about 20 minutes from now. And uh, if you're just tuning in this week, remember that we are streaming on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. So if you want to watch along, you can see Chris and I's ugly mugs from now until 2 o'clock. I, I got a good face. Okay, you can see. Speak for yourself. You can see my ugly mug. Yeah. And uh, Chris's beautiful face uh, for the next three plus hours. It's so funny watching how this offense has played out for Kansas City this year and comparing it to not just what the other teams in the AFC West did. We know how much money the Raiders, the Broncos, and the Chargers spent, but comparing it to everybody around the NFL and how they we're on a spending spree, even the teams who were, who were re-signing, right? We think about the big free agent acquisitions or the big trades, the Eagles trading for A.J. Brown, the, the Dolphins trading for Tyreek Hill, the Russell, uh, the Russell Wilson trade. But, like, Stephon Diggs got a massive contract extension. The Bills were faced with the exact same situation that the Chiefs were. We've got a wide receiver that we either need to extend or trade. The Chiefs made their decision. The Dolphins made the opposite, excuse me, the the Bills made the opposite decision. They said, we're going to give Stephon Diggs massive contract extension. We're going to make him one of the five highest paid wide receivers in the NFL. And we knew at the time the reason why the Chiefs were doing one thing and the rest of the league was doing the the other because the rest of the league, Chris, is chasing. The rest of the league is chasing not just the Chiefs, but they're chasing a title. When you already got a ring on that finger, when you already got one hanging up in the, in the, in the ring of honor, you don't have to worry about chasing the same way that the rest of the NFL does. The Chiefs didn't overspend. They didn't go out and hand out bloated contracts to Tyreek Hill or Tyron Matthew. And what do they have to show for it? Just the number one offense in the NFL by every useful metric. Who should we be crediting the most for the fact that the Chiefs took a conservative approach this offseason, and they're still in first place. It's not like, oh, well, you got to watch out for the Bills and you got to watch out for the Eagles and the Dolphins. They're all right there. No, the Chiefs still have the best offense in the NFL without the best deep threat, without Tyreek Hill. He's in Miami, still, by the way, performing well. And you go back to last Sunday, you're without your number one receiver. You're without your number three receiver, the guy who you thought was going to step up and be your new number three or number two, Kadarius Tony. He goes down, so what do you do? You bring in a rookie wide receiver who couldn't see the field. He goes for five catches, 60 yards. Your starting running back goes down. What do you do? You bring in your seventh-round rookie who goes for 100 yards, the best rushing performance that you've had in a year. You just throw three tight end sets out there. For four quarters, you got Jody Fortson catching 40-yard bombs on wheel routes. Like, it doesn't matter. The personnel doesn't seem to matter. So I know the guys I should be looking at. I should be looking at Patrick Mahomes. I should be looking at Andy Reid in the way that he's schematically far and away superior to all of his peers with what he does with offensive play calling. Brett Veach being shrewd, not overpaying. Travis Kelsey at age 33 looking like he's actually better somehow. The age at which most tight ends start to fall off, Travis Kelsey is accelerating his game. If I just look at the offense this year and I want to hand out credit, who's the first person you're starting with? I mean, that's obviously Mahomes because we saw it in New England with Tom Brady. You got your quarterback as a constant every year. Every year, we got the best quarterback in the NFL. Okay, now we can worry about making sure that we don't spend too much on wide receivers, making sure that we don't spend too much on our O-line, and we can just kind of pick and choose where we spend the big money at. The The Chiefs took the Patriots' approach this offseason of we got a quarterback that makes us competitive every year, no matter if we have a top five receiver or not. Now let's pick and choose where we're going to be we're going to spend our big money at. And this year, like we, cause we saw two years ago before the 2020 season, they were passing out money left and right to keep star players here. Chris Jones passed out money to Kelsey. Um, this year though, instead they decided let's invest in youth. Let's not spend the big money if we don't have to. And let's wait and see who actually earns that big contract. The chiefs did the exact opposite of what everyone else in the league was doing. The exact after the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Act opposite of what I think most Chiefs fans... It's not supposed fans, to work. It's not supposed to work. Not, it's not, not this quickly. It was a retooling year, essentially. This was supposed to be the year that the Chiefs fall off a little bit. But because of your quarterback, and, and you got to give Andy a ton of credit, too, because he's done a lot with these receivers. He gets a like those two guys have helped this team continue to compete when they really should not have just from an, an objective point of view before the season started. If this isn't peaking for Patrick Mahomes, then what is? I don't know. I mean, we thought 2018 was peak Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, he turned 27 two months ago. Like, this is not the age when guys start to peak yet, like at least historically speaking, he is years away from reaching that point. That's usually around the, the 29, 30 year mark where guys have been in the league for almost a decade. You've sort of seen everything the defenses can throw at you. This is like two years before he's supposed to hit his prime, but here you have him against the chargers. And I get it. The chargers defensively, have been a disappointment this year. But to be without your number one, your number three, your number four receiver, you lose your starting running back, and you go out, throw for 329 yards and three touchdowns, and you win a game against a team that's probably going to the playoffs in a divisional game on the road. And I get it. It's so fi, so it's not a real – you get what I'm saying. Like if this, If this is not the best, then what's the best look like? Because you've got this sort of divergence of two things that aren't supposed to happen, Chris. First off, nobody's ever supposed to be this good this quickly in their career. So, like, statistically, I don't know if if Patrick Mahomes is ever going to be able to top 2018. But if you go back and ask Aaron Rodgers or Peyton Manning or Tom Brady what the best year of their career was, was there a year where you just felt like you could do no wrong? I would bet you that some of them are going to say seasons that weren't statistically their best years. I don't think that's how quarterbacks remember specific years. They don't remember it based off of how many touchdowns and how many interceptions they threw. They, they, they base it off of the command that they have over their offense. And I don't think I've ever seen Patrick Mahomes look so comfortable in an offense because it's different than what was happening in 2018. Defenses aren't playing him the same way. Defenses now are, are throwing you something that you weren't seeing two years ago. And yet you're still beating it last year. We saw that bother them a little bit we saw them have to sort of recalibrate we're not seeing that this year no we were used to seeing defenses be hyper aggressive initially against Mahomes sending a lot of blitzes trying to put him under pressure and test whether or not he was going to be able to crumble or not and he didn't he was great against he's great against pressure I mean amazing when teams blitz him I don't know why teams still even do it like the the Bills are a team that just has slowly scaled back the amount of times that they blitz great quarterbacks. They'd rather just sit in coverage. And we saw with the Bengals when they played the chiefs at Arrowhead last year, the Titans did it two weeks. Ago. Titans did it two weeks ago. They was like, oh, let's not blitz. Let's send, let's send three, four guys and let's just drop back in coverage and force Patrick Mahomes to be patient. You got to have the personnel to do it. Right. But more right, and more right. teams now are building that way through the draft. They're saying, no, we need more edge rushers. We need more guys who can get after the quarterback. Yeah. And they're also focusing on getting got like linebackers who can play more in coverage as opposed to guys who are just going to, uh, who are just going to be good against the run. Yeah. Like you're seeing a lot of changes happening because of guys like Patrick Mahomes. And it's just, it's so interesting to watch because a lot of these teams still like they think they figured it out. And then Mahomes finds a way around it. Like everyone just wants to sit back in coverage this year because of what we've seen from Mahomes when you try to put pressure Yeah, and it still isn't working. Yeah. I think the defensive coordinators are spinning, trying to figure out what to do. And, and Andy Reid deserves a lot of credit too. Andy Reid is not 
he like he refuses to become stagnant offensively. He refuses to uh, not continue to innovate and find ways to use whatever pieces you have because they're that's a sign of a great coach. Is good coaches have good systems and they find players to fit into those systems. Great coaches build systems and rebuild systems year after year based off the talent they have at their disposal. Here is Nate Taylor yesterday who joined us on Code Ingold talking about the maturity and how evident it is that this offense has taken a step in that direction this season. So it's a mature offense because, yes, there's new parts. Yes, there's no Tyreek Hill. Travis Kelsey's still the best tight end in the league. So guess what? He dictates your coverage. And guess what? We all know that now. And guess what? The quarterback's got experience against quarters, cover two, single high, blitzes. Like, where are the options to go if everybody's healthy and everybody executes at a high level and the offensive line is intact? And I know people are wondering about Lucas Niang, and I think he will be elevated to the active roster, but Andrew Wiley's the right tackle. Like, this is the offensive line that you had last year that played very well in the postseason. And guess what, guys? They're trending back to being one of the best offenses, offensive lines in the league at the midway to the second half point of the season. So the quarterback can do everything. He is the most talented passer of the football in the league. And now he's seen just about every coverage and has options to go to when he sees what is available on the field on a given snap situation down in distance. Isn't that scary to think about? Like if Nate's right there that he's seen every coverage and you're a defensive coordinator and you're saying, well, we've thrown everything at him. And look at where he's at, running away with the league MVP. He doesn't have the same weapons he's had, it's, at least in terms of top-heavy talent. This is the worst group he's had. In terms of depth, it's the best group he's had. It depends on how you want to look at it. But now you've got not just a quarterback who's seen every coverage, but a quarterback-coach combination who's seen every coverage. Because now Andy Reid knows how to utilize and equip Patrick Mahomes to get the most out of him. Nate mentioned it as a one-off, but Travis Kelsey is... Well, I want to talk about this later, but he's not just the best tight end in the league. He was named the AFC Player of the Week, obviously. His contract makes him maybe the best value, the best contract in the NFL. You're not just getting good production out of him. You're getting elite wide receiver production out of a tight end in a, in a position that doesn't it plays it pays its players about half as much as they pay their wide receivers. What's the worst game Travis Kelsey's had this year? He had a five-catch, 51-yard performance against the Chargers the first go-around. And if you remember, had a big catch late, the one where he got power-bombed by Derwin James to set up a score. It was a a spine buster. The the spine buster? It was was a double-A spine buster there. I mean, the least amount of receiving yards he's had in a game (laughs) was against the Raiders. And you may recall, seven catches, 25 yards, four touchdowns, the most ridiculous stat line ever. So it doesn't matter. When you have a guy who is unguardable... That's a new element as well. We, we wondered what was going to happen. Oh, our defense is going to be putting more attention on Travis Kelsey. Is Patrick Mahomes going to be force-feeding Travis Kelsey more? No, it's just the best. It's just the best combination between quarterback and receiver in the league. Yes, receiver. Because I would take Travis Kelsey over any wide receiver in the NFL. If you just said, I'm starting a team, any pass catcher you want, Travis Kelsey is the first guy I'm going after. Because I know what teams do to at least, in theory, take elite wide receivers out of the game. What are you doing to take Travis Kelsey out of the game? There's nothing you can do. It's so hard because he is, he has this deceptive amount of speed and agility. Cause you don't expect that from tight ends. Like tight ends generally are, you expect them to just be like big lumbering guys who run their routes, yeah. catch very contested balls. Like we saw from Gronkowski. And then, you know, maybe they, they truck a dude or two because those DBs are way too small to tackle them by themselves. And, you know, they, they go there and get a few yards here and there. You're not expecting a guy to juke a defender out of their shoes. Like, I think the most interesting thing about that, that game on Sunday against the chargers was how many, like him after the catch is what is so spectacular about him. He catches the ball and then just leaves guys in the dust. Like that, that second touchdown he caught, um, they, they had a safety on a man coverage. I think it was 26, I think it was, or 24 or whatever. And, and as he's covering him on man coverage, he catches it and then takes off towards the end zone. And the other guy just dives in this, you know, like you see in the sports movies where the, the guy's, make that futile dive attempt yeah. to make it, to get a tackle. And they always miss. That's what it looked like. And I think the dude got hurt on the plate too. I, I kind of felt bad for him for that. Dude, but don't you, you know how 
you know how futile that would feel yeah. to go through a whole week of game plan and installs and the whole thing centers around one guy. Yeah. And then he still, and you still can't stop him. Kicks your ass. Yeah, like Derwin James is one is might be him or Kevin Byard might be the best cover safety. Like man cover oh, safety. Dude, in the league. I said this earlier this week. If you could create a player in a lab to defend Travis Kelsey one-on-one, you would come out with Derwin James. Yeah. And he could not stop. Kelsey when it mattered the most like Derwin James was on him on that game clinching touchdown pass. He was playing man coverage on him and he still got his ass burned yeah. and gave up that touchdown. Think about that. Derwin James is the best guy, him or Bayern. <laughs> but I think it's, I, I give, I give Derwin a little bit, a little bit more there. Like he's probably the best guy to man cover Kelsey and he still couldn't do it. Not only that, but they finally called the holding play on him. They, yeah. they, he gets Kelsey gets held almost every single play. And they they almost never call it. And yet he could not, for the life of him, get his hands on Kelsey. And it's just amazing to me how at his age, with his level of agility and speed, him being able to go out there and still outclass from a physical standpoint, guys that are much younger than him, is just it's amazing to watch from Kelsey. 913-586-7610 if you want to chime in on the conversation. Uh, and if you mostly just want to text in to... Uh, to dis to, to to neg Cody for not being here, which is mostly what we're getting. I mean, he hasn't been on the show for like 15 minutes, and people are still texting in about Cody. So keep it coming. Nine one three five eight six seven six ten. I'm not going to have anything negative to say today. I'm just not. We're going until two o'clock. I am not going to say one negative. Not, nothing thing about negative. Just, I don't have anything negative to say. Really? It's really. You, you could do it. Like if I wanted to talk about the special teams, if I wanted to talk about punt returns. So you're just going to avoid special teams talk today? Yeah, I don't care about it. No, nothing. No punt returns. Let's nothing? stop acting like special teams is equal to offense and defense. Come I on. mean, it could cost you some games. So. Yeah, it's, it's cost it, one cost, game. It'll cost you some games, man. You know what? No team's perfect. You, this is the best team in the NFL, Chris. I mean, if I, I, and I agree with you, but like, we know that. In big games, those mistakes can add they up. They do, but I'm going to tell you this right now. Um, every team's got problems, man. Everyone's yeah, got problems. Yeah, everyone has problems. And yeah. their problems are bigger than the Chiefs' problems. And you know, it's the holiday season, okay? I'm not going to send everybody into Thanksgiving with some negativity. We're going to be positive today. Let's see if our next guest agrees with that sentiment. Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride going to join us on the other side. This is Cody and Gold, 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gant Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gant Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Subscribe and download all new episodes of Nick's Waving in the Week podcast, released every Thursday on the 435 Podcast Network and the Odyssey app. Pete Sweeney. Pete Sweeney. Pete Sweeney, 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 Arrowhead Pride. No days off for him, man. You kidding me? Thanksgiving Eve. I would imagine uh, Pete wouldn't let a little pink eye derail him let's find out chris you'll have to put him on because i made fun of cody yesterday for not being able to work the phones when we had Vinny pasquantino on and now i'm on this side and turns out this phone just doesn't work so is, is it the phone or is it just you it's definitely not me because it didn't work for cody either and gold when he's here is always the one who puts the guests on and he sits over there I mean, you could have sat in that chair too i could have nobody was stopping you from sitting on the other well, side I'm pot the committed phone now no, you're not. I could just, I could flip the other one up. It takes a second. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, Pete Sweeney, Arrowhead Pride, joining us now on Cody and Gold 610 Sports Radio. Hi, Pete. Hey, am I, am I on the air? You Is are. There... Are you ready? Do you oh, need some more time no. to get ready? No, 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 no pink guy. No pink guy to report for my household. So I'm good to go. All right, good. I didn't know if it was something uh, going around. It is highly contagious. So uh, be on high alert uh, this, uh, this holiday weekend. I appreciate it. I... Go ahead. I know we're going to get into some chief stuff, but yeah. look, I, and I, I understand Cody as kids, but Thanksgiving Eve, pink guys, yeah. feels a little convenient. You know I, what I, mean? I believe him. I believe Cody got pink eye. I, I believe it. He's a dedicated man. He loves oh, his job. Okay. I believe. I believe him. You don't know the same Cody that I. Know. I've known him for a long time. I believe that he would show up. I 100 believe is, he would show up. 
Let me counter that, uh, Unocero. What is Cody's number one favorite out-of-work hobby? Probably cooking, like baking yeah, specifically stuff. Specifically baking. Probably yeah, baking cooking. stuff. Yes, probably cooking. <laughs> and there's a lot of people eating tomorrow. So uh-huh. he, no, he, I don't, he, he said he told he his Thanksgiving's canceled. He said it's done with. <laughs> okay. Now, if he posts well, something can... on Facebook, otherwise tomorrow we know he's a liar. But I we'll believe be Cody. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll be I'll I'm be scrolling taking... through my timeline tomorrow. I'm taking some time as well out of my Thanksgiving to, to check in on what Cody has prepared because if it's if it looks like it might have taken 48 hours, we'll have to. <laughs> we'll all be on high alert tomorrow, uh, Pete. This is actually one of the rare occasions where I'm interested in listening to an Andy Reid press conference. Usually. Uh, he keeps it pretty close to the vest, but this is one of those weeks where the injuries sort of piling up. I know maybe it doesn't matter all that much for the Rams game, but uh, you got about seven weeks left in the season. I, I just want to know who's going to be available and sort of how to evaluate who I should expect to be playing roles in the offense this weekend against the Rams. Is there one specific injury that, that you're most interested in hearing an update on? I, I'll give you one on each side of the football. For me, it's Juju Smith-Schuster on the offensive side. I think of all the injuries that we've seen so far, you know, you consider Clyde on, on that side. Still, Juju feels like the most important. He was really hitting his stride with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes when he suffered this concussion. And I, I think when we all saw him go down and react the way he did, we, we sort of assumed that he wouldn't be available for this coming game. We did see on the other side and also in the concussion protocol, Chris Lamont at the Friday practice, neither Smith Schuster or Lamont ended up playing in the game. And so we'll see if they're trying to work their way back today. Every concussion is different. And then on the defensive side, for me, it's Juan Thornhill, a little bit of a concern there in the fact that he injured his calf. He was quickly ruled questionable, even quick, more quickly ruled out, uh, which is never really a good sign for, Uh, the idea that someone could play the next week when they they suffer an injury. And so it's okay. How long is it going to be maybe for for Juan? You know, how serious are all these things? And, uh, you know, we're leaning into, I think, some of the young players here in Kansas City. And and it was okay in in the wide receiver room. But now Brian Cook is going to be thrown into the fire a bit here. Uh, Asked Steve Spagnuolo about that yesterday. They have confidence in him. They really think he's the cerebral type of player. But we'll see if, if he can fill in for what would be a full game for Thornhill if Thornhill can't go. Yeah, with the offense, it's just sort of a built-in expectation. There's a baseline with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey. As long as all three of those guys are in the stadium, I'm going to have less concerns about what the offense can do than defensively. And that, to me, injuries aside, is always going to be something I'm sort of on the edge about waiting for the other shoe to drop. Because it's not often, Pete, you can have so much roster turnover at cornerback specifically. I mean, the high-value position, probably one of the five most important positions on the field, you're playing not just rookies, but fourth-round rookie, seventh-round rookie. And this secondary has more than held their own. I know there was the one play, the deep pass to to Keenan Allen last week, where you sort of wish you could have had that one back. But specifically with Trent McDuffie, who's got actually less experience than his rookie counterparts. I felt like going into last week, it was the first real test that he's had since coming back from injury, knowing that, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams were going to be out there, one of the best wide receiver duos in the NFL. How do you think uh, McDuffie fared in that game, and what's your evaluation of him halfway through the season, albeit it's been a a shortened season for him? Well, I I think they're putting him in in positions to succeed. One of the things that we noticed early in the game prior to Mike Williams leaving is the fact that they had switched LeJarrius Sneed because he's got a little bit more length, and put McDuffie in a, in a position where he can succeed because, you know, at that stage when it's Williams versus McDuffie, it's 5'11 versus six foot four, And look, you could be blanketing someone. And we've always seen when, you know, like, I know you're a big baseball guy, Nick, Huge. tie goes to the runner. The tie usually goes to the receiver when it's a perfect pitch and catch, like, like we saw. And so there's only so much you can do with that size. So they, they're putting him in, in a position to succeed. And, and I, I tend to think that that that's very smart. And look, when there are, are players that are not five inches taller than him he, he's good to go so when I think you have these absurd size matchups you're going to see the Chiefs tend to do that but I've, been, I've just been really impressed with you know and I, I think he kind of made the point but really just the guys that are that are playing like vets that are on rookie contracts it's almost like this limitless list I mean if you really go through it 
quickly. It's it's Creed Humphrey. It's it's a Trey Smith. You have now Isaiah Pacheco as the starting running back. George Karloftis is in that mix on a rookie contract. You have Willie Gay and Nick Bolton. Now you have Trent McDuffie. You have Joshua Williams. You have Jalen Watson. The amount of contributors, and, and you add Brian Cook to that mix this week, the amount of contributors that are on rookie deals that are playing at a high level is sort of absurd. It, it is a, a very underrated part about this chief story because, you know, you're so dominated by Patrick Mahomes and, and Travis Kelsey, but you know, it, it is a team football game. And for a lot of these rookies to be playing at a high level and to have them on rookie deals is such an advantage uh, and allows you to afford contracts to a Patrick Mahomes or Travis Kelsey or a Chris Jones. Yeah. I mean, you have to get it. If you're going to hand out those, you know, $29 million a year deals. Who knows what's going to happen with Chris Jones, but Patrick Mahomes, one of the highest paid. If you're going to do that, you have to nail the draft picks. And so far for this draft class, it seems like it's working out. One of the guys I think a lot of people have been skeptical about all season, Sky Moore with the injuries last week. He gets an increased roll, five catches over 60 yards, his best game as a pro. What stood out to me about Sky Pete was the fact that it didn't just look like a guy who was producing because Mahomes had to force him the ball because there was no one else. Like, he looked like a guy who belonged. I thought his his route running was crisp. He looked he didn't look like a rookie. And I think that was the first time this year where I've said that about Sky Moore. Do you think there will yeah. be more opportunities coming for him, or was that just a product of how we saw the injuries play out on Sunday night? Well, you know, like, Andrew <laughs> will occasionally talk about food and candy bars and how he can't ignore, I think it was on Halloween, he can't Mr. Goodbar. Mr. Goodbar. Man, I, I saw some of these free releases from Sky Moore. You know, I, I think those are going to be looking pretty tasty to Andy Reid. I don't know how you can sort of ignore what, what he's able to do. Now, it's a, a very brief look here. I mean, there's a lot more college film that, that showed you that, but you always have to sort of see it translate to the pros. But for him to have the releases that he does, uh, you know, you always look for what differentiates these guys and man really watch if you can and go back and, and watch it, these catches and what he's doing at the line of scrimmage and sure he's not as fast as a guy like we saw in Kansas City and Tyreek or, or McCole or anything like that but these releases where he's able to sort of shimmy shake and all of a sudden have three yards of separation within three yards of the, uh, the line of scrimmage is is, is unique uh, it's rare and I think especially in a scenario where I, I don't want to assume this, and, and we'll see the first injury report this week, but I, I don't think Kadarius Tony is going to be available. McCole Hardman, obviously, is not going to be available. We'll see about Juju Smith-Schuster. Again, that looked really bad, so we don't know if that'll cost him a second game. So the more that Sky can show, hey, Andy, I can do things that nobody else on this roster can, I think the more likely you are to see more of Sky more, even when these guys do get healthy. If, when you just look at the offensive success as a whole this year, I expected there to be more growing pains, at least early in the season, transitioning to life without Tyreek Hill. Uh, If there were growing pains, they were short-lived and not all that noticeable because this is the number one offense in the NFL by every useful metric, and that's with the injuries that we're talking about here. When you look at how the Chiefs have essentially not skipped a beat while all these other teams around the NFL went on spending sprees and are still competing for second place, I know it's not just one thing. But who deserves, like, if I asked you who deserves the credit, who's the first person you're looking at? Is it Andy Reid? Is it, is it Brett Feech? Is it Mahomes? Where's the, where are your eyes immediately going to? I think you, I think it's all three of them, but if you're trying to rank them, right, it, I think it has to be the player first. I don't know if, you know, and I'm, I'm picking on him a little bit here just because he's not Mahomes. And I like the player a lot, but I don't know if Alex Smith is having the same production. Uh, with Juju and MBS that he did with Tyreek Hill on the team. And, and I, I just, you know, that's just kind of my, my gut feel on it. So I think it has to be Mahomes. But well, not just Kudo. not just him, but not just Alex Smith, by the way, but like look at another guy in the league. Yeah. Josh Allen, right? They The, the right. Bills did the opposite. The Bills were in the exact same situation. You had a, a wide receiver already on the team. You knew you'd either have to extend him or trade him. They gave Stephon Diggs that massive contract. And I'm not saying that Josh Allen has fallen off this year. But Patrick Mahomes looks better than he did a year ago. You can't say the same thing about Josh Allen, the quarterback who is constantly being linked to Mahomes. Yeah, and I, I think a, even maybe a slightly better comparison to is, is Aaron Rodgers. Now, I know that, that Juju Smith-Schuster has had 
a thousand yards in this league before. So it's, it's a little different when he's with younger players and Sammy Watkins and Randall Cobb. But, uh, you know, at the same time, it was let's replace what we had with more, you know, guys that are a little bit worse, obviously, or I should say a lot of it worse than the Devonte Adams. Uh, the chiefs have a huge wild card there in, in Travis Kelsey. Cause he's, uh, he's a freak, and he obviously doesn't age, and it doesn't seem like he has fallen off at all, and, and so that is a, a grand help. But, yeah, I think it has to be Mahomes because I think the challenge was Mahomes and the people that don't like Mahomes nationally that like to pick on him, they will always say he's a product of Andy Reid and, and his weapons, and I think those critics were really looking at this year as a means and a, a definite that Mahomes was going to fall off. And it, it it simply hasn't happened. And then I, I think it obviously has to be next, maybe in a, a tie between Andy Reid and, and Brett Beach. And, you know, they they established guys that they wanted to bring in. We just talked about Sky Moore, who they were able to take in the, the second round. And, and even after a, a trade back uh, to get themselves some more picks and the, the class as a whole has been really good. And then Andy Reid just putting these guys in position for them to succeed. The best thing about Andy Reid, and, and I, I think, from a creative play calling standpoint is he adjusts his play calling to the strengths. So you lose Tyree kill and you have all these other players that are not as fast, not don't have as much burst, but at the same time, okay, Juju's a possession guy. MBS can stretch the field. You know, you're starting to see what sky Moore, Justin Watson was a nice surprise. How can we put these guys in the best possible position to get them open? And, and so for me, it's Mahomes, and then I'll go to a tie between Reed and beach second. Uh, speaking of Veach, I think, feel like his decision-making process has gotten uh, significantly easier across the course of the season. You came into the year wondering, okay, what are we going to do about Orlando Brown Jr.? Are we going to give him this massive deal? What about Chris Jones? That's typically the age when Brett Veach decides to move on from guys. Well, it seems pretty clear to me now that Orlando Brown Jr. not getting a contract extension from the Chiefs and Chris Jones is, it's just about the dollar amount. Is that your read on this situation as well? This is going to be the most interesting uh, decision, I, I think, of the Brett Veach era because he has shown us a real tendency to to not give bad contracts out. Uh, and a bad contract usually is defined when a player starts to enter Chris Jones's age where it's going to carry them into being 31, 32. And, and Jones still has another year left, and so there can be some negotiation, and we could see a situation where Jones could play on that, that final year. But when you have a player of this caliber, you tend to think, okay, Maybe we should sign this guy uh, a little bit earlier, try to save a little bit of money here. And, and things open up on their books. There's more TV money and stuff coming in. Cap is uh, expected to be a little bit more. I, I think he made the right move, move on Orlando Brown. Orlando Brown's been all right, but he hasn't been the best of tackle in football. And so not giving him that deal was good. I think that is a situation where the writing is on the wall in a sense. I think, Orlando Brown, if he wants to stay in Kansas City, is going to have to meet what Brett Veach is willing to give him. And if he doesn't, I, you know, I think they're going to try to figure out something else. Uh, the, the most interesting one is Jones, uh, because this guy is getting better as the weeks go on, and it's looking like 10 sacks is a given, and you're starting to wonder, could he get to 15? And then all of a sudden, there's going to be a lot of other eyeballs around the league that are going to have interest in, in bringing in this guy, regardless of his age, because there are other teams that really don't follow that mythology of the age thing um, that we saw with Veach and, and Hitchens and Matthew and moving on from those guys. And so I, I am, I'm, I'm wondering what happens here. I, I, I do think there will be talks, but I, I do wonder if something gets done uh, this off season. Pete Sweeney, check out his work at Arrowhead pride. Pete, thank you for the time. And thank you for your courage, sir. Yes. Happy Thanksgiving. Fellas. All right. Thank you. That is Pete Sweeney Arrowhead pride with us here on 610 sports radio. All right. Well, wait, you thanked him for his courage. Yeah. Don't you think that was a courageous guest appearance? No. You don't think Pete showed any courage? Wow, okay. I, I, yeah, I, see, I see he didn't say that to do, his face. He does that all the time. Okay. If but, it was here, I'd say it to his face. No, you know, I thought he gave a little bit. I thought he gave a little bit extra today, you know? Did, did he? Yeah. Sounds like, sound like a good Pete performance I think here. he did a lot of it's things. A good performance here, he but did, I don't know if it, was, if it was anything extra. I think he did a lot of things that, you know, the common man wouldn't do, so. Well, I mean, the common man isn't doing radio interviews, so yeah, well, you're right about that. I consider myself a common man. You know what? I'm not going to sit here. None and of us are common men. You know what? I'm not going to sit here and let you talk bad mouth. A good man. A good American man, Pete Sweeney. Let's get to Nick's Notable Notes.
Notable notes. All right, so uh, this is a little bit interesting because normally this is my opportunity to cut into Cody and Alex's show, but seeing so how- just more time for you today, yeah, just more time. Do you do you have anything prepared that you'd <laughs> I, like to talk about? I didn't instead? know we were doing this, so yeah. no. Well, I didn't prep you for it, but then you again, did not prep me for it. Yeah, a lot of this stuff is happening last minute. Seeing as how yeah, I got a text at nine o'clock last night. Seeing as how I still don't have confirmation that Cody is actually sick. I think he's sick. I believe him. I want to look at these Thanksgiving slate games. Is this the best Thanksgiving slate of games that we've had? The worst one. The Lions one, right? Is the Lions one. But even the Lions have been a little salty lately. I don't expect I don't expect the Lions to win. And the Lions play on Thanksgiving every year, which I think is actually the reason why I have optimism. They've won three in a row, Chris. And if you're telling me that the Lions are playing on Thanksgiving every year, I guess this is the version of the Lions that I would prefer, one that's not, you know, unequivocally the worst team in the NFL. They're just amongst the worst teams in the NFL, and they're actually playing good football right now. The they're, Bill- they're interesting. They're interesting right now, yeah. I mean, they, their offense scores a lot of points. Well, at least lately, they've been scoring points. They were scoring points early in the season as well. They yeah. just have historically one of the worst defenses of all time, really, which really bad. is not the formula that I would probably employ heading into a game against Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, probably not the best strategy. The line's nine and a half in that one, but the Bills haven't been playing great as of late. Looked like last night was last week was sort of a get right game for them. So uh, I'm fully expecting them to handle that one. Giants Cowboys on paper. It should seem good. Seven and three, seven and three, two of the best teams in the NFC East. Uh, well, I guess every team in the NFC East is pretty good, <laughs> uh, but the Cowboys are nine and a half point favorites. It does sort of feel like the time of the season when teams are starting to expose themselves a little bit after maybe getting hot starts. Get get exposed. Expose themselves probably not the word. Okay, well, yeah, that's a different. Get ex- not, it's a different. It's a different thing. That's something that we talk about with. Yeah, uh, we with, don't talk about that on the air. Yeah, with Cody. Uh, <laughs> he's not here, so we're not going to throw him under the bus any more than we already have. <laughs> are the Giants? Is this where the the wheels fall off the wagon a little bit? It felt like it was sort of uh, pixie dust. It felt like it was sort of uh, fool's gold early in the year with the wins. They, I, I, I've been talking about this a lot. They kind of remind me of the 2010 Chiefs, like a team that like will win some games they probably shouldn't win because there's a lot of teams that are around the middle right now, and so they started off hot. But like if you look at their schedule the rest of the way. There's a whole lot of losable games there for the Giants. So I I, I, I think the wheels fall off the wagon. Here's here. the problem. Early in the season when you're just winning thanks to running, like they weren't just winning because of Saquon Barkley. They were putting games away with Saquon right, Barkley. Right. Game winning drives right. by running the ball. Nobody does that. It was almost a novelty item. It was like, wow, look at what the Giants oh, are doing. Oh, that's cute. The second they start losing, you say, that's why teams don't do that. Yes. That's why teams have great quarterbacks because yes. it's much more sustainable to win games like that. There are, I still, I love watching Saquon just in terms of like offensive players. He's right up there with Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey in terms of guys. I just want to watch because he is a treat. I don't know if it's sustainable in the long run and the Cowboys feel like over the next month or so that they're going to enter that conversation amongst the Super Bowl contenders from the NFC. Yeah, that 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 game against the Lions on Sunday, like that was the the game yeah. where you were like, okay, this is this is who the Giants are. All right, last one, Patriots Vikings. The Vikings I feel like have been fraudulent all season long Me and too. Me the too. Patriots are doing exactly what you would expect them to do. Last year they sort of started hot and caught a lot of waves. Then they come in this year. Mac Jones gets injured. Bailey Zappi. Is there a quarterback controversy? Quietly stringing together wins. Six and four firmly in the playoff picture. I'm telling you this right now. First off, the Patriots are going to the playoffs. And Bill Belichick, despite the fact that I don't believe in Mac Jones and that offense whatsoever and the fact that he hired Matt Patricia, a former defensive coordinator, to run the offense. Oh, excuse me. Co-run the offense with Joe Judge. They've also won three in a row, albeit against the Jets twice and the Colts, so say what you will about that. Bill Belichick finds ways to get the most out of his defense. Matthew Judon's been an absolute freak. I think the Patriots are winning this football game. I think the Vikings eke it out, but it's going to be ugly. Like, all those, I'd say this, the Patriots are one of the least entertaining teams to watch play football. Because they all they do is just play defense and then try not to make any mistakes on the offensive end. Whoa, 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 whoa. Cut the music. Chris, cut the music right now. Don't even fade it down. Just cut it yep, all the way off. Uh, this is breaking news now from the 913. I'm delivering a package for 88. Let's go. Our Lord and Savior, 
Jody Forsyth. Oh, Jody? Oh, nice. Dude. You know how much I'd pay for a meet and greet with Jody Fortson? I mean, you work for the no. broadcast partner. No, I want to. You probably him. don't need to pay to do that. But I you would. could probably just hit up Spec to get a credential, and then no. you go meet him in the locker room even after one I, of the games. But even if I even if I got credentialed, I'd slip him a twenty and Why? just just no, thank him for his he time. He needs your money. I, I, I want him to have money. it. That's no. what he means to me. No, you know, he probably throw it in your face because he probably feel like he wouldn't he throw it in yeah, my he would face. Throw it in your he face. would say thank you because he's a polite man. No, he wouldn't. He's a polite man. He don't need your damn money. He got Chiefs. You know how many times I've watched that catch from Sunday night? I've seen a few times, so I'm pretty sure you've seen it way more if you're talking about him like this. I would not pay to see him. And yet I have seen that catch numerous times. Yeah. I don't think it's the best throw that Mahomes had this year, but that's saying something. Top five. It is. Like he dropped that in an absolute. It just goes back to what we were talking about this offense. The fact that you've got him dropping it in the bucket with your third string tight end running a wheel route going up against their second corner. And it was great coverage, too. It was great coverage. It was a safety nearby, but not he wasn't in pl- he wasn't in place to make a play. It was a perfect. It was a perfect throw to where I, Jody Fortune just stuck his hands out, and then boom, the ball hits in the hands. And the defender got his hand on the ball too. Like Love it that. was perfectly placed. Defender got his hand on the ball, and then Jody was able to just. That was perfect. Nah, I got this. That was awesome. I got this. Uh, from the eight one six two thousand one Kings performance from Pete. Oh wow, nice nice pull from yesterday. <laughs> we brought up the two thousand one Sacramento Kings four times. Uh, make it five now in a two-day span. We'll see how much we get over the final three hours. Coming up next, Danon Hughes, Chiefs color analyst. He'll be on the call on Sunday for Chiefs Rams on the Chiefs radio network, and he joins us to preview that game between Kansas City and L.A. This is Cody and Gold on 610 Sports Radio. There's Kelsey to the end zone. Cody and Gold brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss the Chiefs Red Half Hour every day at 1130. On your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.